praise the Lord, praise the Lord, everybody. Prophet is Dawn here, and I am the senior pastor of Life Path Apostolic Agape House of Prayer. And it is my distinct pleasure and privilege to bring you greetings from on high. What a mighty God we serve. God is an awesome God. He is a righteous God. He is holy in all his ways. And we are grateful for another opportunity to just grace his presence. My God, what an awesome God. Oh, we worship him. We glorify him. I thank God for the personal relationship that each of us have with him that we know him intimately through the parting of our sins. What a mighty God we serve. I bring you greetings today as I prepare to share with you, as I promised, about the fasting that we're doing. And I started this podcast a couple of times, and as you all know, I have a difficult time with this phone sometimes. And so I went through uh, sharing and it cut me off and I lost my recording. <laughs> but God, but God, but we're going to get this information over to you so that you have what you need to kick off this fasting period. Amen. So I promised that I would bring to you uh, data information that you can use uh, as you continue through this fasting period. And so we designated December 13th through January 2nd as our period of time that we are going to do our fasting. I would admonish you to join us, join us in this effort and in, in answering and obedience to the call that God has given us to fast during this period. I know that 2022 has been a double whammy for many of us. It's been a very difficult uh, year for us, uh, but I trust God. I trust God, and it is not by chance that he has called us at the close of this year to usher in the new year through consecration, prayer, and fasting. Amen? So I uh, admonish you to answer the call. Answer the call. God is calling us to fast. And so even if you don't pick up until day 21, that's all right. Just come on along with us. But I want to give you uh, the information that you need. Amen? All right, so uh, I wanted to talk through a couple of years ago, I developed a, a fasting guide. It was a compilation of multiple documents uh, that I pulled together because I wanted to give information uh, to my children as I pulled them into a fast that we were doing during that time. And so I'm going to use that uh, as a guide for us uh, to, to leverage during these next 21 days. Amen. Uh, so I'm going to review that and I will make it available to anyone who wants uh, to have it so you can print it off and, and you'll have it right, um, you know, at your leisure. Um, I would admonish you that as you go through this 21 days, so whether you started with us in the beginning or if you pick up somewhere along the way and want to extend your 
21 days and or get caught up to where we are, it's all right. But what I would admonish you to do is to journal. Journal because I believe God is going to show up and show out. He's going to allow miracle signs and wonders to follow us just in response to our obedience in response to his call. Amen. Because he's just that kind of God. He's he's so good. He's mm, mm, good. <laughs> and so he is going to bless us. He is going to bless us exceedingly, abundantly above all that we can think, ask, or imagine. Amen. So, as we continue through this journey, it's important that we are intentional, intentional and deliberate, very methodical as we seek God's face. And what that means is, is be specific about your need, the expectation, go in with great expectations, knowing that all things are possible through Christ Jesus. Don't put any limits on what you expect God can and will do. And I want you to have faith in knowing that if God has called us to this, He's going to move mightily in each and every one of our lives. It's important as we grow and develop in our faith with him that we know that we can trust him without a shadow of a doubt. That there's nothing missing or broken in our lives and that he'll never leave us nor shall he ever forsake us. For he has established us as the head and not the tail, (laughs) above and not beneath. And in this 21 days, God is going to show himself strong. He's going to blow your mind. He's going to blow your mind because he's called us as a family, as a ministry, as a church, and as a community into a structured and a disciplined fast. He called us to a structured and a disciplined fast, leading us out of 2022 into 2023. Sometimes you got to do stuff different than you've done it ever before. With me personally, I know sometimes I get into fasting and I can't turn off the TV. I can't consecrate myself. Can't get out of uh, working, overworking, dedicating most of my time to what I do versus who he is. Getting into his presence. God said, I'm calling you as you end out 2022. I am calling you as a family, as a ministry, as a church body, and as a community into a structured and disciplined fast, leading us out of 2022 into 2023. It is my desire that we start strong and that we finish strong. 
2023, we're going to start out the year strong and we're going to finish the year strong because we are laying the foundation through obedience to God's clarion call over our lives. We are carrying out the assignment that he has given to us. In this season, I've realized that God is trying to get our attention. He is calling us by name. Listen, God knows what he's doing. He is very um, deliberate in what he is doing in this season. It is not by chance that you are under the sound of my voice, that you are hearing from the words of God being ushered out of my mouth, that God desires for you to be obedient because he knows the blessings that are coming as a result of you answering the clarion call. God desires to take this time to turn our lives, our situations, our circumstances around. And I don't care how far gone situations are. I do not care what your circumstance is. God is going to turn it around. Your mind is going to be blown because there are some things, some challenges that we are facing that seems irreconcilable. They're so broken and so shattered and torn apart that we feel that it cannot be restored. But God sent me here this morning to tell you that he can and he will restore what the enemy has destroyed in your life. And not only that, he's going to give you much more than you had from the past. He's going to restore the years that the canker worm has destroyed. He's going to return to you sevenfold what has been robbed of you. He's going to give you a hundredfold of what you have sown into blessing others. I'm telling you, watch God. Walk in obedience to his will. Draw closer to him. He desires a relationship with you. As we consecrate and fast and pray, as we get into God's presence over these 21 days and draw closer to him, grow in our relationship, mature in our relationship with him. He's going to show us some things that we've never seen before. But we've got to be intentional. We've got to be intentional. Come in before God. Building our trust in him. Having faith in him. Do not, do not, do not lean on your own understanding. Don't go based on what you see. Ask God for discernment. Ask him for clarity of of hearing his voice. 
so that you know what direction to go in. Because in as much as God is going to bless, the enemy will come and try to attack. Make sure you have on the full armor of God as we continue through this 21-day fasting. I want to admonish you to journal each and every day that you have fasted, consecrated, prayed. I want you to take an inventory of how your day began and how your day ended. And I want you to take from that everything, every place that you saw God move. And I want you to use that as your guide for Thanksgiving the following day. The more we bless him, the more we praise him, the more we acknowledge his uh, providence in our lives, the more he will move because he understands our gratitude. So take an inventory of your day, leading through your night, and jot down the things that God has done and how you've seen him, and use that as your guide for what you thank him for the following day, and do it every day, every day, every day. Praise and thanksgiving. Praise and thanksgiving. As we continue through this journey, I'm declaring and decreeing that God will move mightily on behalf of our family, on behalf of our ministry, this church, Life Path Apostolic Agape House of Prayer, on behalf of our communities. That as we move through this fasting period, that God will bestow upon us signs wonders and miracles that will follow us. And we're going to stand on the word in Ephesians uh, 1, chapter 1, verses 17 through 19a. And the word of God says, I keep asking that God, that the God of our Lord Jesus Christ, the glorious Father, may give you the spirit of wisdom and revelation so that you may know him better. I pray that the eyes of your heart may be enlightened in order that you may know the hope to which he has called you, the riches of his glorious inheritance in his holy people and the incomparable, incomparably great power for us who believe. It is my distinct prayer that you will experience the power and the presence of God in an extraordinary way as you commit yourself to him over these next 21 days. I pray that God will continue to bless and enlarge you as you seek him first.
So what does the Bible say about fasting? What does the Bible say about fasting? First and foremost, biblical fasting involves abstaining from eating and or drinking for spiritual purposes. So that is that is what fasting is, biblical fasting. So in the Old Testament, Israel celebrated certain animal fasts and more prominent uh, being the Day of Atonement. There were also occasional fasts tied to specific historical events, sometimes individuals and sometimes corporately, sometimes individually and sometimes corporately. And here are a few occasions for fasting at a time of grief. So in 1 Samuel 31 and 13, Nehemiah 1 and 4. And there are fasting times at a time of repentance. 1 Samuel 7 and 6, 1 Kings 21 and 27. A time of fasting as an expression of humility. And that's in Ezra 8 and 21, Psalm 69 and 10. And also an expression of a need for God's guidance and help. Each of these types of fasting share in common that they are an expression of dependence upon God. It's important as we fast, we depend on God even to make it through the fast. Amen. (laughs) We're fasting to get more of him, but we need God to give us more of him to make it through the fast. So in the New Testament, there were several insights that we were given or that God had given us regarding fasting. And so in part, the Bible teaches us that fasting teaches us that God's word nourishes us. Matthew 4, uh, 1 through 4 tells us that the only example of Jesus fasting just prior to him being tempted in the wilderness happened in Matthew 4, uh, 1 and, and through 4, or it, it shares that experience in that scripture. And so Jesus faced uh, temptation with these words. He said, man shall not live by bread alone, but on every word that proceeds from the mouth of God. And so in this area, Jesus is quoting Deuteronomy 8 verses 3 through 5 that talks about the 40 years Israel spent in the wilderness depending daily on the manna that God was giving them to sustain them. He says that God humbled them and let them be hungry in order to teach them to depend on God's word to sustain them. Mm, Ain't that powerful? You get hungry, you better eat the word. Eat the word. By the example that Jesus gave us of fasting, he reminds us that food alone can't sustain us, that we need to be nourished by God's word. And sometimes we get so uh, caught up 
and and the urges that our empty belly give us that we forget that some of us are spiritually starving. The Bible also teaches us in the Old Testament that doing God's will uh, sustains us. So in John 4, 31 through 35, it records Jesus' encounter with the woman at the well. When the disciples returned, they encouraged Jesus to eat. And he responded by saying to them, he said, I have food to eat that you know not of, my God. And then he went on to say, he said, my food is to do the will of the Father. Again, here, what what Jesus is teaching us is that he's reminding us that food alone is not enough. We're sustained by God's will and doing God's will. So we learn in Matthew and in Deuteronomy that we are nourished by God's word. And then Jesus teaches us in John that we food alone is not enough. We're sustained by God's will. And so further in John uh, chapter 6, verses 48 through 50, Jesus lets us know that it is he himself who sustains us because he says, I am the bread of life. Your fathers ate the manna in the wilderness and they died. This is the bread which comes down from heaven so that no, so that one may eat of it and not die. So he's showing us the symbolism of God provided. He made provision for the children of Israel when they were in the wilderness. He gave them the manna from on high, a substance that is a bread-like substance that they ate, but yet they died. But Jesus was sent, and he said, I am the bread of life. And so when you eat of me, you will not die. And we learned that at the Lord's Supper, where Jesus established that he is the source of eternal life. Jesus used fasting and praying as a major part of his spiritual life. He taught his disciples to fast and pray as a priority. He said in Matthew 6, 16 through 18, he said, when you fast, not if you fast, he said, when you fast, not to impress people, but when you fast, You got to be near to God's heart. He desires that we fast and pray. And so those are the things that the Bible teaches us about fasting and praying. And I would encourage you to get into your word. You know, I've been on this thing about Biblical literacy in the body of Christ. We're illiterate. 
because we don't read our word. So again, just to recap, the biblical fasting involves abstaining from eating and or drinking for spiritual reasons. It not only involves uh, eliminating or abstaining from eating, but also it employs obedience, giving, and doing by the body of Christ, sacrificing yourself and giving to others, doing the will of the Father, not being boastful and, and bragging about fasting and doing it for show. So what is the purpose of fasting? So fasting is designed to intensify our dependence on God by weakening our dependence on food and other things. Amen? So it's designed to intensify our dependence. We ought to be wholly dependent upon God. W-H-O-L-L-Y. The whole part of us. (laughs) Every aspect and element of our being. And sometimes we forget that our dependence is on God and not on other source or other things. But abstaining from food and relying on God's word to sustain us, relying on his will, obedience to his will to sustain us, relying on Jesus being our source to sustain us. When you fast, it becomes more prevalent. So what is the purpose of fasting? Fasting reveals and heals. Our dependence on food and other things to feel the discomfort caused by low self-esteem or unfulfilling work, unloving relationships, uncontrollable circumstances. It removes false peace derived from pleasure, from the pleasure of eating. How many of you know? (laughs) Sometimes when we get in that depressed state, going through, we pick up food and that becomes our vice. Some of us ain't addicted to drugs or alcohol or none of those other things, smoking. We get addicted to food and rely on food. But when we fast, it's an opportunity to reveal and heal, to strengthen our dependence on God so that we're no longer dependent on food. It teaches us when we fast that we can go without getting what we want to survive. We don't need everything that we want, our fleshly desires. Fasting frees us from having to have what we want. 
It teaches us self-control and moderation. And not just in relation to food, but also as we consecrate ourselves, it helps us in other areas as well. It teaches us contentment. When we fast, it expresses and deepens our hunger for God. It reminds us that, as I stated earlier, that we're sustained by every word that proceeded out of the mouth of God. That food doesn't sustain us, but God does. And in Christ, all things hold together. Therefore, as we continue to sustain from food and other activities, other things, then we begin to feast on God. The purpose of fasting must always, always, first and foremost, center on God. It must be all about Him. And not about us. As we go through this 21 days of fasting, it's important that we focus our prayer during this time. Focus our prayers on and his will because see if we are aligned to his perfect will all all of these things that we desire that he has given us the desires for will fall into place so make sure your prayers are focused get get a pad a piece of paper and write out the things that you seek from God And I'm not talking about every single unanswered prayer. But think strategically. What areas do you want to see God move in your life? What things do you want to see in 2023? And ask God as you're making this prayer list. Because you're going to pray it as you get into your fasting. And I'm going to encourage you to pray without ceasing. Make sure you have a dedicated time To meet God every day, whether it be in the morning or night, or both morning and night. But in addition to that, pray through the day. Pray without ceasing. The number one thing that you need to put on the list, I'll start you off, is that you grow closer to Christ Jesus. That you know God for yourself. That you develop an intimate relationship with him through the parting of your sins. That's that's the first one. But make your list. Make your list. And then I want you to prepare. As you prepare for the fast, I want you to work a plan. Work a plan for what you're going to eat. Work a plan for what time you're going to get up and pray. Work a plan for how you're going to start tracking the blessings that God is giving you. 
plan. Because, see, that's one of the things the enemy wants you to be so chaotic, discombobulated, and all over the place. That if you don't have a clear plan, it'll be easy to push this off to the side. So I want you to plan. And it's okay that we three days deep. And then as you fast, determine what is best for you. What's best for for you? Now, I have dedicated this fast to a Daniel's fast. Meaning vegetables and fruit, nuts, and most importantly, no meats. over the 21 days and you can you can find that in Daniel uh, 10 and 3 but there are also fasts where you abstain from all food I said Esther uh, 4 and, and 16 and Acts 9 and 9 and then there are fasts where you abstain from entertainment again Daniel talks through it in 6 and uh, 18, chapter 6, 18. There are juice fasts where you just consume juice, whether it be vegetable or, or uh, fruit juice with no solid foods. And then there are water fasts where you just consume water, no food, no juice, no nothing. And then a total fast means that you don't eat or drink or anything. So you want to be able to start and break your fast well. So you 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 make sure that you pray. Make sure that you prepare. And make sure that you are deliberate and specific about the outcomes that you expect to receive. So again, we are in day three, and I'm going to be praying every day moving forward for the days that we are dedicated for the fasting. There's a few ideals for um, your menu. You can have fruit and vegetables and and juices and water for breakfast you can do a smoothie with some protein in it you can do snacks throughout the day fruit and vegetables raw vegetables salad or or um, soup for lunch you can do snacks and vegetables and then for dinner you could do a, a light load salad grilled vegetables. Yesterday I had um, rice and, and grilled vegetables. Smoothies are good. I don't like tea, but tea might be good. Vegetable broth. All of these things 
And I'm even going to take uh, some time to um, fast, you know, some of the time out of the fast to do a complete fast some days. So, get in your word, read your word, pray, have expectancy. Get your scripture. Observe what you read and apply it and then pray about it. So we're going to get into it. I thank God for what he's doing. I thank God for how he's doing it. And for this 21 days, what we're sowing into 2023. And we're not going to stop there. We're going to pray and fast and consecrate regularly because this is the pivot and the shift that we need. We need God to move. It is imperative. Amen. All right, well, I'm going to end it right here, uh, but I'll come back. Like I said, I'll do the prayers. Uh, We are in day three to get us caught up, but... um, We got to get back to seeking God for direction for the new year. Amen. And I'm thinking I may bring in a new year with uh, the the prayer watches. And so we're going to be praying 72 hours since it came out my mouth. (laughs) We got to do it. So we got to get on our prayer watches. Amen. All right. All right. Well, uh, I pray that you all are joining. Have a blessed evening. A blessed blessed day is morning now. All right.